mean, I am very comfortable with who I am now, but it, it has taken me quite a bit of time to like reconnect with the femininity. And I do toggle between the two quite a bit now. Uh-huh. I don't know if that answered any of your question, but it was just interesting <laughs> the idea of what you were saying. Yeah, no, it answered <laughs> all my questions and more. <laughs> I'm Trevor Campbell, and this is You Made Me Queer, the show where, much like your favorite Old Testament Bible story, I make revenge fun. Ready? Okay. Fire. Brimstone. Locusts on your face. Locusts in your hair. Kill the firstborn and flood your town with blood. Oh God, where were we? That's right. Every episode, I invite a fantastic 2S LGBTQIA plus guest to point their biblical finger of blame at who, and not always biblical, at who and or what made them queer. Oh boy, uh, that's a 10 out of 10. Look to the judges, uh, Russian Federation, 10, Belarus, 10. Who else is on our panel today? Malta. Also 10. We did it. All that training paid off. Gold participant ribbon. A few things to tell you before we get to today's guest. Just a reminder that You Made Me Queer, the podcast is becoming You Made Me Queer, the live show in which I sing to you from the stage. I There will not actually be singing. Um, however, I will uh, do the show live. It's a comedy bar Thursday, December 2nd at 8 p.m., my guest is Amanda Cordner from CBC's smash hit, sort of. You're not going to want to miss it. It's everything you like about the podcast times 10. I have a very exciting prize to give away, which I can't announce yet. It's going to be a special time. It's going to be taped as well. Do you want to be on the movie screen? Buy your ticket now at comedybar.ca. This will sell out, and not because I think I'm the shit, because quite honestly, if anything, I could build up the old confidence arena, but it's a very small venue, very small venue, and COVID protocol is in effect, so I I think it's going to sell out. You're going to want to buy a ticket beforehand. You can buy a cute little table with some of your buds. What a special holiday time to show your support for the 2S LGBTQIA+ comedy community while uh, getting your rage out in public uh you can do that i will be so eternally grateful and you know what you never know as much as i love revenge maybe i love the good kind of revenge too what's that called uh compensation i don't know i'll make it worth your while is what i'm saying you tell me how you want me to dress up and i'll consider it i took it there again i'm just i'm Okay, listen, I'm going to level with you. I I don't like selling tickets for things because because my brain always says no one is going to come. You will be there alone. Listen, high school and grade school were hard. I can't shake it. I'm trying. I do have a great therapist. Uh, no longer Jane. R.I.P. Jane. <laughs> Jane is not dead. Jane's fine. But I have a new therapist for a variety of logistical reasons. 
I'm working through it at my own speed. All I'm I'm just trying to reveal to you, I'm trying to be honest, that uh, a public setting where your approval of me is quantified in ticket sales is not where I emotionally thrive. So if you could just buy these damn tickets so I don't have to uh, learn another lesson, that would be great. Okay, the learning phase of my life is done. Now I'm at the phase where I sit in the back and draw pictures of what it looks like when I'm kissing a football player. But now let's move on to today's guest. My guest today is so, so fun. I had so much fun with this guest because this guest is great, starting with their name. My guest today is Adrian Fish. I like that. I like when the surname is just a a noun, like Johnny Tomato, something like that. But today we've got Adrian Fish. You probably know Adrienne Fish because she is a stand-up comedy smash. But in case you don't, let's pick apart her bio like a head full of lice, shall we? Ooh, and hair segue. Her bio is electric because it starts with the introduction with a huge afro, comma, and then we continue. I talk about this in the podcast too, my conversation with Adrienne. It's a very special way to start a conversation. I can't use it, unfortunately, because my hair is differently styled. Mm. Moving on, Adrian Fish has been making her mark on Canada's comedy scene, I'll say, based out of Toronto. Adrian has recorded four, count them, four nationally aired TV tapings, including her most recent taping at Just for Laughs, airing on Comedy Central and Crave TV. Ooh, alliteration. She has appeared numerous times on CBC's The Debaters, is the recipient of the coveted Comedian of the Year Award awarded by universities and colleges across Canada. Ooh, academia, make me blush. And most notably was nominated for two Canadian Comedy Awards, including Breakout Artist of the Year. She tours all over the dang place, as one does, opening for lots of wonderful people, appearing at lots of incredible festivals. She is on TV. She is on the radio. She is right behind you. You can listen to her album, Adrian for Mayor, anywhere you stream stuff. But today, we have Adrian all to ourselves in the hot seat for queer retribution. And I'll tell you, it was a total blast. Adrian made me laugh the whole time, but she's candid. She's funny. She's smart. She uh, thinks before she speaks, which is something I'm considering doing, but haven't quite decided on yet. She's gracious. All the hallmarks we look for in a good stand-up comedian. But you can tell me that for yourself uh, in an email at youmademequeer at gmail.com after you listen to today's episode. So without further ado, please put your hands together. Maybe you're doing it now. God knows I can't hear it. Adrian sure can't because she's way the hell out of here. But do it anyway for the one, the only Johnny Tomato. Just kidding. Adrian Fish. Let's jump right in because my favorite thing about your bio <laughs> is that it starts with with a huge afro comma. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's great because immediately I was intimidated and I continue to be 
because hair is not what I bring to the table. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't sell yourself short. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm, I'm very happy. It's a sort of disco ball silhouette that I have, which I'm very <laughs> proud of. But I do want to say that your your hair and your bio, it holds up. What I'm seeing on Zoom is is huge. Well, on Zoom, I've just got this little uh, messy bun. It's like, you know, rainy day outside right now. So um, just rocking the messy bun. But yeah, it's a lot of hair. I have a lot of hair. And so you should. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, it is a rainy day. Very appropriate appropriate for a messy bun. Thank you. Yeah, great. Are you in Toronto? I am. Yeah, I'm in uh, the West End of Toronto. Gorge. This is not useful conversation for a podcast, but here we go. More visual references. I also see like this nice sort of salt lamp behind you. Ooh, it's not a salt lamp, but it does look like a salt lamp. Is it a lava um, lamp? It's actually just like a wicker lamp and just, oh. it's a wicker. It's like wicker. So actually I got it in my garbage room like four years ago. Man, my garbage room of my condo is like... You get some real sweet finds in there. Oh, yeah. That was one of them. So sweet, right? Well played. That's a beauty. Yeah, I'm, uh, I mean, I, I feel like a large part of my life philosophy is sort of metaphorically digging through other people's garbage to find things they don't want that I can't afford. <laughs> um, so good for you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Actually, now there's like a Facebook Facebook group for the ch- which is where uh-oh which is where i live uh-oh, oh, um, that out. And, and, yeah <laughs> and uh and and then the, it's like it is lit like people are selling stuff people are giving away stuff it's the best living in condos great 100 because people are always going through stuff and it was i think at the beginning of covid people were <laughs> were like can i take someone else's garbage is this like a pandemic no-no <laughs> and i don't know if we've learned any more about that at this point but Generally, absolutely. As long as there's no bed bugs, I think you're cool. A thousand percent. I'll take your trash. You take my trash. A thousand percent. I'm pretty big into, I guess you could call it the ship. I'm not going to call it garbage stealing. We'll call it the sharing economy. Nice. Where, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that's right. It's a good euphemism. Yeah, like things. I'm in this Facebook group called Pals, which is all about trading. Mm. Real big on Kijiji, not to brag, but... Yeah, man, I've gotten a, I mean, I, I bought, I feel like bikes off of Kijiji is a big one, but I got a nice bike off of Kijiji, which was, I think one of my favorite purchases I've ever, one of my favorite purchases I spent, like I dropped a bit of coin on it, yeah. but it was worth it. Who needs a new bike anyway? Like what hoity-toity jerk off needs a new bike? Losers. 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 The bourgeoisie. <laughs> um, have you ever gotten burned in one of those situations? I was just trying to think that. No, I've never been burned. Like I've never, I've always had like a really good experience with pals or buns or Kijiji. I, I, had, I grew a weed plant. Yeah. And then I got to sell the weed or give away the weed for, you know, like a bottle of wine or it was sweet it was dope it's so great i've never been burned on kijiji or any of those things although last night i went to buy a phone from someone because i'm i'm switching my this is this is vital content are you enjoying this if you're listening Mm -hmm. i went to switch my phone from android to an iphone i've decided to switch back and dude ghosted me i sat outside his apartment after we'd been messaging all day and fully ghosted what i know that's balls like just tell you if you're not gonna come down that's like that's i mean that's poor human form i'm sorry that happened to you you know what yeah that goes beyond like good trade practice that's poor human form and karma will smite you dead is that fair (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna you're gonna die yeah i think i think 
punishment fits the crime on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me check. Yes, that sounds right. Listen, I don't have time for like elongated justice these days. It's all like we don't know how much time we have. So let's be quick. Kill him. <laughs> an eye for an eye. Kill him an eye for you know, I think that's the perfect segue because we're talking about uh, a new era of swift revenge. And that immediately makes me think of queerness. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Yeah. Could, please explain. But walk me through this. You and I are still both very young. Uh, but when we were growing up, people did not know what was making us queer until we could read things in the news or see things on TV. Like people were very suspicious. Mm. Maybe it was certain scents, the begginess or tightness of your hypercolor t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You mean like what? What I what identified you as gay? Is that what you mean? Well, uh, there was sort of talk about like people didn't know. If you could, you know, the nature or nurture debate. So what was right, making right. the children, our, our next generation into big queer monsters? And so, of course, now we know looking back that everything is doing <laughs> Everything, everything. Totally. So totally. the good news now is that Adrian, you have glorious hair. I don't. It's fine. Let's stop fighting about it. But we both have microphones. And so now we're at a place in our lives where we can say whatever we want and people have to listen. So that's why I've invited you here today. I want to put you in front of your microphone and ask you once and for all to point the finger of blame, Adrian Fish, who and or what made you queer? Ooh, um, that's an easy one for me. Oh, hit it. Uh, Jennifer Aniston. Oh. In Friends. What? When, uh, oh yeah, when Ross, you know the episode where Ross kisses Rachel, that like the, the big kiss? Probably, yeah. I mean, uh, your listeners better. Uh, they do. <laughs> Everyone knows it. Yeah. Um, Ross kisses Rachel. It's been this big, huge buildup of is he going to think, uh, like, what are they going to get together? And then he kisses her. And I remember the thought in my head was like, oh man, Ross is so lucky. And I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's pretty gay. <laughs> okay, so let's go there. So how old were you at this point? I think I was probably like 13, 13, 14, somewhere in that range. Probably 14, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. That's a great age to to get close to Jennifer Aniston. And was this the era, like, because I know Friends as an abstract concept. What? I don't understand the linearity of the show or like, like I've seen a lot of episodes, but I have no idea how they fit together. Oh my God, I watched those like back to back every week. It was sure. like on Fridays, I think they were out. My college roommate was obsessed with it. So where was the kit? Was the kiss in like halfway through the series or where did it fall? No, I think it was like maybe even like season two or something. It was really really early on yeah um or maybe even season three yeah, i think it was early early maybe season three even um but yeah yeah it was like raining outside a day similar to this one oh my god and there was like a back and forth or will they be together won't they be together and then he like opens the door or he comes shows up to her to the restaurant and then um they're in a fight and he leaves but then he like comes back as she's like just about to close or as she's closing and then you just he's like there and he's standing in the rain and she walks up to the door and she like slowly is like looking at him and is slowly unlocking the door mm -hmm. and then he opens the door and then they like kiss and I was like <gasps> had your crush already been burning for Jennifer Aniston like were you a Rachel super fan no I hadn't I, I hadn't like realized that I was crushing on Rachel I was just like watching Friends and then when Ross kissed Rachel I was thinking like oh man I really wish I was Ross. Ross is so lucky to be kissing Rachel. And I was like, that's a pretty gay thought. That's that's a pretty gay thought. I was like, fuck, I guess 
Mikey. <laughs> and did you, because I wonder, I had one of my really good friends at the time, I remember loved Rachel, um, just sort of, she wanted to kind of be her. And so she asked her mom to give her the Rachel haircut, which was really popular. And bless her mom, sweetest woman, led a little youth choir we all sang in, but her mom really screwed up that haircut. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, it did not look like the Rachel. But did you like, um, because there's the interesting thing with queer folks when it's like, do I want to be you or do I want to be with you? Be with so you. Did, right. Yeah. Did you kind of aspire to the Rachel look before that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wasn't like, uh, no. I mean, I was pretty tomboyish at like mm. 14 years old, 13, 14. I was kind of a bit of a tomboy. So I wasn't like, I didn't want to look like Rachel. Yeah. I wanted to be inside of Rachel. <laughs> I, I wanted to start by kissing in the rain and then go straight to that couch. Um, oh God, yes. And I still do. That is like my one, that is my be all. Jennifer Aniston, if you are listening. <gasps> She's bump. a big fan of the show. I, you know, I think she holds up because funnily enough, and I listen, I don't know a lot about cosmetic surgery. Maybe it's involved, maybe not. And no shame, but she looks the same totally well i mean that like read the friends reunion every it was like it, it was a botox reunion it was like who's botox <laughs> that's right took better than who's um <laughs> but yeah rachel looks amazing i mean they have all been botox so it looks they look a little creepy to me to be honest i'm not into the botox look with botox it's such a hidden miss i find yeah for me it's a bit of a miss every time though no i mean i guess it's it's a miss only when i can see it so maybe yeah. if i don't realize that you've gotten botox then then win but, then win uh yeah, yeah but it's weird hey it's weird too because that's now what 20 25 years ago and the fact that those people even look slightly similar, I think that's why none of us are able to come to terms with death because we don't get to see anyone age. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, we live in such an ageist society yeah. and yeah, you know, or the Western world does at least where, you know, yeah, it's seen as something that's bad and that's not good. And that's you're you're less useful. You're less part of life. And it's because we're, yeah, we're so afraid of death. We think that, that it's, that, we live life being afraid of death. Yeah, yeah. Well, not you and I. We already wish death on a Mikey Gigi guy straight oh, out yes. of the gate. Yeah, we're familiar <laughs> with it. Okay with it. Comfortable good, with it. Good friends with that. Okay, so that's really so. Fourteen-year-old Adrian watching the show. When you saw that kiss, were you alone? Were you with friends? Oh, I think I was probably watching it with my sister. Uh, oh. We watched Friends together a lot. Huge. I remember that there was that moment that was like the precursor, and I think I may have even like packed that moment away. Like I don't know if I really gave too much validity to that moment. Mm -hmm. um, and then I remember. You want to hear another moment where I was like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, take me there. So that that's interesting because that happened and it was like something pinged in your brain. Like, I want to be Ross. Yes. Uh, I want to wear, you know, a green plaid shirt and dockers <laughs> and loafers with pennies in them. But yeah, right. And then but, but it didn't really it sounds like maybe drop to the extent where you were like, oh, I want to kiss girls. It was just like an isolated incident. Yeah, I remember being like, ding. And I was like, that was gay of me. And then I like went on my merry way. I, yes. I didn't question it too much. I wasn't, um, I wasn't, you know, caught up in that thought. I wasn't like, you know, what's that, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Yeah. God, I'm smoking so much pot these days that words <laughs> are just like, it's actually alarming. I think I got to like, I don't know, eat fish oil or something. Oh, are you ramping it up? I, you know, I've been ramping it down because I can't find words. And <laughs> for what I do, that's like not a Word, good Words are part of your job. <laughs> it's kind of part of the thing that I do. So um, I've been trying to ramp it down, but 
Fuck. And now I think it's because it's in my head. I'm like, oh. Yeah, right. You've psyched yourself out now. Okay, so you're ramping down the pot because you want to ramp up the words. Correct. Okay. Um, and anyway, so now I'm down to pretty much like a doobie a day. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I don't smoke at all, so I don't know. Is that what how do how is that as far as a standard? Um, I mean, I guess you'd still consider me a type of pothead because <laughs> you're <laughs> because you're not you're, you know you're not you're not I'm still smoking weed every day or every other day but I'm not smoking a doobie in the morning a doobie in the afternoon a doobie in the evening you know which I never really was but maybe maybe I was during like peak pandemic times where I was just like doobies yeah I mean that's doobies. when everything was sliding towards the wall and we were like wait should I do I live in a panic room like can I just do anything at this point mm, yeah yeah exactly and the answer was yes <laughs> there was definitely the I'm happy I did what I did Good for you also who needs words blah 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 <laughs> the, the, you just say the thing the person so you know we have abstract nouns but anyway try your best okay so we leave Rachel Little okay. queer fire in you is reaching up into your brain and down into your everything beneath your brain. Ew. And then what happens next? Okay, then I <laughs> then I go to summer camp. Also very gay. Oh, oh yes. Uh, Take I've... me there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm at summer camp, um, which I've been going to for years and years at this point. So, it, I mean, summer camp also for sure made me gay. Oh, my God. So I'm at the summer camp and we're having a big fun dance party. and. At one point, this counselor named Lindsay Heath, she uh, comes up to me and she, we had like, we, she was like one of my favorite counselors. And then she said to me, oh my God, I'm going to go see if they'll play our song. Cause we'd had this like dumb song together. What song do you remember? Not at all. Oh, Zero recollection. Okay. God, fuck you pot, right? Fuck you pot. What year was this? I, I was, I think I was about 14 as well. Like, I oh think this God. is all in around the same time. So I want to say it was possibly No Diggity by Blackstreet. I think Now 3. Yes, Now 3. It was something off the Now 3 album. That's what I call music 2.7 or whatever the shit. Got it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so she goes to go, I remember her leaving to go see if I can get the song played. If we get the song played. Mm. And the thought, like, almost as if, like, from the gay gods themselves were like, imagine she was your girlfriend. And it was like, uh, immediately, I was like, that's all I wanted. I was like, immediately like, I want her to be my girlfriend. Am I, could I, could that be my, could she be my my girlfriend? What would that be like? Were you the same age? Because she was a counselor. So was there an age gap? Yeah, like there's no way she could have been my girlfriend, (laughs) but it was immediately like, there was this like thought that like, oh my God, I would want to be with this person yeah and then I was like whoa you want to be with a woman huh and it was like I remember literally I remember the world like kind of slowing it was like boom goosh doosh 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 like uh (laughs) lack of words Um, (laughs) no that was good and for people who can't see which is everyone uh, there was this great hands next to Adrian's head and she sort of slowed down as she was vibrating back and forth it was a very visceral movement thank you yes um and then yeah and then the world slowed down and then I was like oh my god I think I'd want to be with her yes and then it was like and then like the world came back (laughs) back to speed Um, yeah and then suddenly Natalie and Brulia's torn comes on (laughs) 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 um and then Lindsay Heath comes back and I remember her like 
looking at her and like being so awkward from that point yeah. forth with her. Like I could not actually speak to her anymore. Like a normal human being. I was like, hello. Like, you know, you're just, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, you're unable to, to, to be yourself, you know? And that was the beginnings of losing myself in women. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. it's funny. Cause from Lindsay Heath's perspective, she's like, yeah, this camper got so weird that day and I have no <laughs> idea why, but I know what you mean because when I was in grade school, I kind of had that slowly plinko down where I had those moments, like imagining myself in Rachel like situations, but with dudes, mm. certain celebrities or whatever, a lot of Backstreet Boys, to be perfectly honest. Oof. I, oh, so woof. Sexy. And always in the rain. Why is there so much rain in Backstreet Boy land? <laughs> <laughs> They're always so wet. Uh, anyway. Oh, my God. You know what's funny is that my, it was also raining when my crush. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Rain made us queer. The rain made us it's gay. The rain. This is when we figured out. It's the rain. <laughs> and then flashback to all the moments when there was rain and the scientists are like, Eureka. <laughs> but yes, I had the same thing where in grade school thinking like, okay, as I got closer to the thought, if you if you say like, I like dudes, if you say yes to that thought, suddenly it's going to get real weird around all your friends. Mm. And it almost felt like a conscious moment when I was like, okay, I think I like dudes and instantly got weird. Mm. I did not know how to talk to my guy friends anymore. Interesting. Yeah. It's like, it happens, right? Like crushes make you self-conscious. Yeah. You want, all of a sudden you need someone else's approval and validation and love. And you don't know how, it's like, uh, you don't know how to be. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, you know, relationships at large fascinate me because what are we seeking what don't we have within ourselves? What are we, you know, it's just such an interesting journey. I'm 36 now and I've been through like quite a few relationships mm -hmm. and I, I, I'm single now for the first time in my life, really, because I've been jumping since I was 16 till I was, whoa, yeah, 16 was my first girlfriend, actually 15. Damn. Uh, oh, no brag. <laughs> <laughs> she is 21. Ayo. Uh, yeah. We met on gaycanada.com. Oh my God. I don't know. It's like ancient. Like this was way before chat rooms were okay to be in, and yeah. I, and it, because like I couldn't meet anyone in school. So yeah, absolutely. I used to be. There was this thing called IRC. It was like chat rooms that predated ICQ. It and it was just like the dregs of the internet too. Like any rando could be on there. There was no profile photo, and you'd just be like, "Hey, totally," in some chat room called like Gay Toronto or whatever. And then you're like, "I don't know. I guess do you want to like meet." in a park and you're like, am I going to get knifed? And you can't, I couldn't tell anyone that I was going. No, uh, you know, you couldn't tell anyone. That's just like the freaky deaky part. Right. Yeah. I met, I met my first girlfriend, um, at the Eaton center, which so hot, super sexy. So <laughs> right sexy. By the All orange. those like fake geese hanging from the ceiling. Mm, yeah. And the lighting, the lighting of a shopping center. Let me tell you, totally. orange Julius, that was our meeting spot. That's right. The orange Julius. I'll buy you a foamy orange juice and we can go to Claire's and get our ears pierced. <laughs> Were you at my first date? Oh my God. Are we dating? <laughs> you made me queer. We'll be right back. And now back to more. You made me queer. But uh, okay. So yes. So you so we go back, we have uh, Lindsay, Heath. Lindsay Heath at camp and that moment happens. And then 
that's when it because it was no longer uh, through the lens of fiction or a TV show. It was suddenly like these are two women and I'm one of them. Totally. Yeah. And I remember it being like pretty like, okay. And and what's you know, what I find really fortunate and incredibly fortunate in my life was that it was never a oh no. It was like a oh. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel super fortunate. I had a I've had a, I've been blessed with a uh a really open and progressive upbringing. Cool. Um, my parents are dope. I had an aunt who was gay. Yes. So uh, she kind of opened up the doors there for for it being normalized somewhat yeah. in my family. Oh my God. Um, and I went to an art school. So like everyone's gay there. And yeah. You know, and, you know, and that, and so, yeah. So it was never like, oh no, it was more like, oh, kind of cool like I think I remember thinking like oh that's kind of cool like that's different yes you're like finally something to like individualize myself yeah totally. a little bit were you able to so when that um when that feeling kind of became a thought became something that felt real did you come out quickly after um it, it took about two more years mm-hmm. so uh I was or maybe yeah so I was 14 15 16 actually three three 17 yeah about 17 years old when I started coming out to really close friends. Yeah. Um, at art school? At my art school. And That's what correct. were you there for? Was it drama or dance? Um, it was drama and singing. Yeah. Well, I went to college for music theater, so I feel you. Did you go to ESA? Oh, cool. I went to, no, I went to Claude Watson. Oh, great school. Shout out. Yeah, shout out Claude, Claude Watson. Watson. Claude Watson in grade school and then Earl Haig, but Earl Haig has the Claude Watson program within it. Love it. Great. And which was like, honestly, everyone should be doing it. Every, every school should be an art school. I don't understand how this is not what's happening in the world. Like, it's perfect. You have half the day of normal school, half the day of the arts. And then that way you're focused on the academics when because it's only half a day. Mm-hmm. And then you know that you have like cool stuff afterwards. And then your the arts are fostered. But I mean, of course not. I mean, goddamn capitalist society. I know. I know. Like, They're like, how are you going to learn to work 70 hours a week for fucking rbc no hate rbc <laughs> but i mean come on for people like us for creative um sort of compelled art kids it's just like we that was such a lifeline to have that and as queer artists i think too to have a place where it's like you get to express the newest strangest parts of yourself absolutely i mean it's kind of cool because the arts i would say is more of a feminine especially for gay men i would say because i think the feminine is what is celebrated in the arts the, not not women but the feminine right yeah, so yeah. um so for for gay men who may be more in touch or maybe more inclined to have a more effeminate um energy and this is obviously not all gay men yes um, of course but but, but um but then it, 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 they're allowed to, it's allowed to be expressed safely and it's not only expressed, but it's encouraged. It's um, wanted. It's seen as a positive attribute. But here's the interesting counterpoint. And then I want to hear about your experience. Cause I, I agree with you in that. I think as a queer woman, that's more of a niche in the arts, specifically if you're singing and stuff like that. But the weird thing as a gay cis male coming through the arts was that there were still really strong archetypes. And I've talked about this on the show a lot, but I really had to think about how I portrayed quote unquote masculinity on stage, which was really weird for my brain and resulted in like a lot of weird sort of mannerisms and, and 
man tropes that actually like took me a long time to unpack because I was like plain cowboys mm. or plain sailors and mm. which like spoiler that's like basically gay porn but for some <laughs> reason to me still felt like I was trying to like present as straight or something weird so I don't know did did you have any it sounded like it was pretty healthy for you uh, that the realization that I was or just I, like being a being a queer gal in the arts yeah it was a it was yeah, I mean, masculinity and femininity femininity is something that's um, that interests me, and that you know, especially as a queer person, I, I remember um, being twelve years old and not wanting to become a woman because I thought I knew somewhere I, I knew that that meant becoming less than. Wow. Um, and so I became quite tomboyish, and I wonder if I am naturally a little more tomboyish or if there was some kind of like, don't, you know, a a, a disconnection with my femininity because thinking that that was not as good or not as the world doesn't celebrate your femininity. The world celebrates masculinity. And then you become, you know, I was a little more tomboyish. I leaned into that energy a little bit more and I liked it, you know? Yeah. Uh, And that's not to say that, 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 that means that it's, you know, I mean, I am very comfortable who I, with who I am now. Um, but it, it has taken me quite a bit of time to like reconnect with the femininity. And I do toggle between the two quite a bit now. Uh-huh. I don't know if that answered any of your question, but it was just interesting, <laughs> the idea of what you're saying. Yeah, no, it answered <laughs> all my questions and more. Yeah, I'm someone, I, I would say like in the past, five, I don't know, five or six years, I've been discovering and really kind of like reveling in kind of fun femme energy like in a way that I hadn't let myself before but there were I what you said before too is interesting because I remember as a little kid when people called me handsome I didn't like it I I thought pretty was a nicer word so I wanted to be called pretty um and then and this was like seven or eight and then I remember I probably just got a few weird responses and after a while I was like I should stop telling people to call me pretty but you think about all the parts I mean it's it's an impossible task but all the sort of points in your life when you took road a instead of road b and like it's hard to say who you would naturally have been or not naturally have been, but it's interesting to see the way we were nurtured. steered or the way we steered ourselves or nurtured. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah, nature, nurture, which one is it? Who knows? But yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember myself um, struggling to like present. Or you know what? I do, you know what? When I first came out as gay to my um, mom or to like my parents, to my family friends, to mm-hmm. my I remember thinking that I don't want to uh, appear as a butch lesbian. Mm. Like I remember also wanting to be a woman and I also wanted to appear because I didn't want to fit that. I was somewhat embarrassed about the butch stereotype. Yeah, um, I know what you mean. There was some like shame around that. Well, I think it was kind of like the sort of the idea of like a, a flamboyant gay man. It was sort of made into a comedy hit kind of. Right. Like, you know, like the, the I don't know, in that era, the Rosie O'Donnell, whoever we might see on TV, where it's like, you come in with like a power tool belt or something. And that's the gag. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And I didn't want, I kind of wanted to bend that um, stereotype, I think. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, so I like, I remember like, I was tomboyish and then I became quite feminine at like 
17, 18, because I was like then wearing tighter clothes because I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to come out as a lesbian, I don't want to be identified as a butch lesbian. So funny, hey? Yeah, weird. I, I haven't even thought about this stuff since we've been talking about it right now, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But that's funny too, to go back to good old Rachel, because <laughs> in my memory, like Rachel... <laughs> Rachel is someone I feel like who would have fit into the L word very well. Mm. Like Rachel in sort of like a boot cut jean, uh, a black turtleneck, yeah, a sleeveless black turtleneck sweater. And she had that, you know, that's good 90s lesbian hair. She was like the Dana. I would say like I had a huge crush on Dana in the L word. Is that an L word reference? Yeah, does, yeah. Well, you made the L word reference first, so I was just going to go with it. I know. Listen, it's my own damn fault. The only character's name I know is um, <laughs> the slutty one is the only name I know. Shane? Shane. Yes. Everyone talks about Shane. Right. Oh, God. Oh. Honestly, blah, blah, blah. I know. I, boring. I, I, you're, you're a Dana gal. I'm a Dana gal. I'm a bet gal i'm a carmen gal uh, yes in the new l word mm. i am a i'm a gg gal through and through so i don't know your listeners if they're gay and they're good gays then yeah. they know who i'm talking whoa, about whoa whoa shane <laughs> i'm gonna google all those names after and i'm gonna rank those spicy people yeah but uh, that makes sense yeah so you chose it's funny like you're for i mean i guess kind of all the female characters on friends were a bit like no one I don't know no one was like quote unquote and I mean what does any of this mean anymore but a presenting girly girl or like mm -hmm. like all of them who is it Phoebe Rachel and oh, I'm such a loser Courtney Cox Monica 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 they were all yeah. a bit like they wore a lot of pants is my point <laughs> totally yeah they were they were they were like edgy feminine yes. women which was cool which was cool very cool they lived in a loft which was very utilitarian even though it had periwinkle walls <laughs> yeah you know they were they were i think that was a good neutral space for you to find who you were yeah 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 <laughs> friends was, friends was good for that thanks friends <laughs> <laughs> You could have been the fourth one. Oh my God. Don't tell me my dreams. I, but then you're going to have <laughs> to get wish. Botox at some point. Although I don't think that, um, <laughs> God damn it. What's her name? Maybe I've been smoking pot. Phoebe. One who played Phoebe. Yeah. She didn't have Botox, right? She, she looked pretty. Lisa Kudrow. Lisa Kudrow. Yeah. She looked, uh, I mean, who knows? I mean, listen. who knows? Maybe she, yeah. I knew, jo did Joey? I probably. Chandler did. Ross definitely did. Oh boy. I think Chandler got the worst headlines after like people were i anyway god bless them amen listen please are you kidding do you know how, how many i have an eye roller in the other room and a backup eye roller in case the first eye roller runs out and i need an emergency eye roller like i get it what's an eye roller great question adrian <laughs> so this is and this is only my my what first calendar year of eye rolling i'm 37 so here we are it's basically like an overpriced tube with uh, some kind of cream inside, but the top of it is like a little ball, a metal ball. And you essentially, what I think I'm doing is bruising uh, <laughs> beneath my eyes with this ball. So it like swells up and fills in the bags. Oh, interesting. It's great. And I think you can just buy like some like roller without any cream and, you know, I'm tired. Huh. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. I'm 36 and, uh, and, and I've just, started really working on my skincare <laughs> <laughs> yeah you look great I, I i'm also like uh oh thank you um i feel great and that's also a thing is like oh am i giving in to the ageist blah 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 you know that whole thing like 
why why am I use and like all the 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 names on the cream anti aging anti I know wrinkle anti anti like it's bad you know you don't want this and it's like fuck shit I know why not lead with because I know what you mean I do have like a a dual relationship with it where like I don't care I don't want to look younger than I am I don't care about aging. Uh, but you know, like, I'm also like, oh, I would like to take care of this skin bag I live inside. So maybe it's nice to like put on some lotions and creams every now and then, but yeah, why, why anti-aging? Why not? Like, I don't know. What, what could we call it? Um, what would we call it? Um, meat suit, (laughs) taking care of your meat suit. Yeah. Take care of that meat (laughs) suit. Moisten that meat suit. Moistening your meat suit. With (laughs) L'Oreal. Moistening your meat suit. I think you and I are the face of this. Oh my god, it's so cute! I like it. <laughs> Moisten your meat suit. Wink. Okay, so so let's let's uh, tie this bag closed. Tie this meat suit closed. Nice. So we've got uh, Rachel. We blamed Rachel. Then we blamed Lindsay Heath at summer camp Ugh. with that damn song, which we don't know. Lindsay Heath, if you're listening, big fan of you made me queer. Let us know what your song was with Adrian. Okay, can I tell you one more thing about Lindsay Heath? Then after that summer. Oh yeah. So then, for some reason, people started to like kind of like I remember I went on a canoe trip with these at camp with uh, with people in my cabin, mm-hmm. and everyone was talking about their battery, their battery, i.e., like who gets them up in the morning and gets oh. who do you get excited to like see in the morning at camp? You know, who's your battery? And we're naming all the counselors like Jamie Breslin, he's so hot. Oh my god. Then. And, you know, like Rob Tarantino. These are great and, names. Like Dane Stojanoff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. These are all like the male, the hot lists. And and then someone, then we went with, um, I don't even remember why, but someone was like, okay, who is your female batteries? Because maybe like, maybe camp's a little gay as well. Like maybe there were other people who were like, I don't remember why, but we all went through our female batteries. Okay. It might have been my suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who brought it up. It was me. <laughs> and I remember I was like, Lindsay Heat is my female battery. And I think I said it like too fast. Yeah. Everyone was like, whoa, like there was like a sound that was made. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And Dame Stoge enough. And, you know, and anyways, we, we got back to camp and me and Lindsay had this, like, we would like, I, it was so flirtatious, like where we'd like play this hand game in the dining hall, like across oh, the dining hall, we were, like, young. And then it was like, you'd go like, Lindsay, da, 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 da. Lindsay, like is eating her sandwich. What do you think of that? And then she would come back with me. It was like, eighties eating her sandwich or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the entire cabin saying, 80 has a crush on Lindsay, <gasps> Lindsay. Lindsay, 80 has a crush on Lindsay. People call me 80. What do you think of that? And my face was like beet red. See, that's the giveaway. If you laughed it off, they'd be like, whatever. But they were like, why is she sweating so hard? (laughs) 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 And then I remember like just being so mortified and thinking everyone knew. But like no one knew. They were just no one knew. But I was like, everyone knows. Anyways, I just thought I'd share that with your listeners. I know. Hey, it's that thing when, and especially of a certain age, when you're like, everyone is thinking about what I'm thinking about or watching me. And it's like, no, no one cares. Everyone's thinking about themselves. Amen. That's a life lesson, right? I mean, as it, and it continues. <laughs> I know. And what's changed? 
when I stand in front of the mirror <laughs> talking to myself and practicing voices. So anyone else you want to throw under the bus post Lindsay? <laughs> um, I think that was it. Okay. I think that's, I think that's everyone who made me gay. I'm pretty happy with that. So we have two strong, oh, no, we have two strong women in your life and the weather phenomenon we call rain. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Rain, Jennifer Aniston, Lindsay Heath. You motherfuckers. That's that's the scene. Both of them. <laughs> Who do you choose? Oh, oh my God. Don't give don't make me choose right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's the cliffhanger for this season of Friends. <laughs> Who does she kiss? Okay, so uh I'm gonna have to let you go soon and I really don't want to because you are so funny. But before I do, do you want to play a game? Sure. Great. Okay, good. That's the only answer, really. <laughs> this game is called Queer Queerer Queerist. Queerest. Dope. So the rules are very simple. I'm going to give you three things. You're going to put them in order from least queer to most queer and tell me why. Perfect. Any questions? None. Thing number one, dessert pizzas. (laughs) This was very trendy for a while. Dairy Queen had them. I think Pizza Hut had them. It's shaped like a pizza. It's all dessert. And I have to now say whether this is gay, gayest, or what are the options? Not yet. Not yet. So I'm going to give you all three and then you rank least queer to most queer and tell me why. Okay, perfect. I gave you a chance to ask questions. You do not understand this game. Don't (laughs) let me down. (laughs) Okay, thing number two. I got this. Double negatives. (laughs) For example, another dessert thing randomly. You know, Sarah Lee, the tagline was, nobody doesn't like Sarah Lee. Uh, What's with the double negative? Okay, thing number two. Thing number three, that silver boot token from Monopoly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it, was, it was like a pewter blunt stone or something. Ooh, god damn. All right. Well, that's easy. I, I got my rank. All right. Hit me. Okay. The least gay thing. Least queer. Least queer. Sorry. Least queer thing is the uh, double negative. <laughs> okay. Because queer is all about positivity and acceptance. The queer life, the, you know, it's a double negative. Yeah. Get out of here. Bye. We don't, I don't have time for you. <laughs> Although two negatives do make a positive, and positive is queer. Which is, oh, it's oh, battery talk. Yeah. You're all science on me now. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Double negatives, the least queer. <sighs> I'm going to have to go with the Blundstone Monopoly boot <gasps> as the second Whoa. most queer. AKA queerer, as you were. Queer, queerer. It's hard to say. Um, and I would say it's queerer uh, because... I mean, the Blundstone is a staple of the lesbian community. And so shout out to the Blundstone lesbos. (laughs) Um, But there, but you know, I'd have to go with dessert pizza being probably the the most queer thing out of those three. Why? (laughs) Because it's like, ooh, dessert pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's just, it's a joy. It's a joy. There's like a celebration, like. Do you, is it necessary? Absolutely not. It's just like a fun, it's a spice. It's a, it's a crazy, it's the fringes of society. The dessert pizza lives on the fringes. It's the official food of your coming out party. A thousand, I honestly, I could go for a dessert pizza right about now. Oh my God, who couldn't? You know what? If you're looking to dial down the pot, every time you want a joint, just eat a dessert pizza. Okay, that seems to that will that will help with my health one thousand percent. I know. I mean, like get get those creams. You're gonna have to work from the other side too. <laughs> Shoot. Okay. Or maybe just join, uh, end up joining it. Okay. Sorry. Oh yes. no, it's okay. Yeah. I overlagging. Oh, so awkward. Okay. So let's recap. Uh, least queer. The silver boot. No, double negatives. Queerer. Silver boot. 
staple of the Lesbo Blunt Stone community, your words, uh, queerest dessert pizzas. It's like an exclamation. A thousand percent. I love it. I love it. So let me check uh, my official uh, summer camp grading rubric. Uh, Check, check, check. Okay, fantastic. Gold star, uh, queen of summer camp. You are, in fact, a queer person. Oh my God, amazing. It's good news, huh? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure for a little bit and I did start dating a man for a hot minute, but <laughs> thank God we're back to gay town. I know, queer town. you need those results. Uh, so <laughs> thank you, Adrian. This was a lot of fun. And before I let you go, anything you want to plug? Yeah, I'll plug my album. It's called Adrian for Mayor. Uh, and you can you know, find it on all your Spotify, iTunes, blah, 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 whichever, whichever other... Uh, streaming services there are stream it up adrian from area you've got my vote perfect perfect yeah and if you want to come to a show just follow me on instagram and that's normally where i post most of my shows instagram handle being at adrian fishy fish fish <laughs> um okay so just google it because there's a lot of i's <laughs> s's and h's in there that might be some hard work to say on the podcast but thank you adrian i had such a good time talking to you and I want to thank you because when this conversation started, I was very queer and talking to you has made me queerer than ever. Ah, uh, me too. Me too, pal. <laughs> okay, now get out there in the rain and find your Rachel. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. So hot. <laughs> I know. Please, cold shower first. <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. This is, this is really dope. I'm glad you had a good time. Bye. Peace. And that is our show. Goddamn Pewter Blundstone. That would be a good drag name. As always, you can email me at youmademequeer at gmail.com. I love to get your letters. Sometimes I'll read them on the mailbag, just like Dear Luke from a previous episode. Rate, review, and subscribe to You Made Me Queer because it makes us more powerful and soon we can become the queer dictator state that you've only ever allowed yourself to dream of. And please buy your tickets to You Made Me Queer live at Comedy Bar Thursday, December 2nd at 8 p.m. I am going to be in a burlap sack with armholes and tissue boxes for boots cue credits you made me queers created produced and edited by me trevor campbell our theme song is by critty for more from music check out lavenderbruisers.bandcamp.com our website is youmademequeer.com our instagram and twitter handles are at youmademequeer new episodes of you made me queer right now come out every thursday too much whoa i'm tired and from the bottom of my big bent heart thank you so much for listening Until next time, remember, we're here, we're queer, and it's your fault!